This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Oh, good day, my mere mortal humans. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't sit tight. I wasn't going to drop another show until Sunday evening. So the regular schedule here at the Dustin Gold Standard is we put out a show Sunday evening, Monday evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening, And then none on Friday evening or Saturday evening because it's basically the weekend. And so I just had some new stuff drop in my lap. I was doing some research for next week's series on Peter Thiel. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start dropping a short episode on Friday nights and Saturday nights. Well, last night's show, which was the Thursday night show, the regular show that comes out basically Thursday night, Friday morning, for some reason, when it was uploaded into Megaphone, which is the syndication software we use, it never showed up on Apple Podcasts, which, based on the analytics, it looks like accounts for over 50% of the listens. So over 50% of you are listening on Apple Podcasts, and I apologize for that. It was not our fault. But We've been experiencing some problems internally with some of the tech companies that we are forced to work with, and so that could have been it. Who knows? But if you're ever looking for the podcast, the video version goes up on pain.tv, and you could join at pain.tv slash gold, but I'm also working on building up another website in which will just host my podcast through a external player and so if there's any problems with apple podcasts or google podcasts or spotify or amazon or wherever else this show goes you'll be able to just go over to that site and get the free version on the site instead of having to wait for the podcast player to put it in your feed i'm just getting a little sick and tired of these issues and so i have to take these problems into my own human hands not my mind twin hands my human hands and so i'm also working on developing on that site or a different site a place that scrapes the internet for all of the news on transhumanism and the technocracy and i know of other websites out there uh patrick's uh, patrick woods has one and such 
but I'm trying to create one hub where all of the technocracy and transhumanist news goes. I want to track all that stuff for myself, so I figured if I'm going to do it, I might as well build a website that you guys can utilize that becomes sort of the drudge report of the technocracy and that way you can share these articles look at these articles and all the articles i use in the shows i'll be able to put up there as well as a bunch of stuff that i will never get to because the technocracy and transhumanism is growing at such a rapid pace that we'll never be able to talk about everything that is out there i want to give a hat tip to uh op tweeter op uh i think it's op underscored t-w-e-e-t-e-r at uh i think they're i also believe they're on the pain.tv slash gold platform but they sent me over an article today and this is kind of our new little segment welcome to the fourth industrial era i hope you are freaking enjoying it no i don't that's not the name of the segment but uh, we'll come up with something but folks um i'm gonna i'm gonna just do this i've got an update on uh so in this segment we're gonna cover this um frictionless shopping because now kroger remember yesterday we covered qt the convenience store uh is now offering this frictionless shopping in Uh, Tulsa Oklahoma well now we've got Kroger huge grocery store chain when I lived down in Tennessee you either shopped at Publix which I really liked although they got on board with COVID as well uh, and then Kroger and so now I'm going to cover this then I'm going to give you an update on do not pay that is the robot lawyer that was backed by the Peter Thiel fellowship that we covered yesterday I've got some exciting news on that. And then I'm going to get into sort of a broad overview with a really good article I found. I'm going to try to get the author on as a guest on transhumanism and posthumanism. And I think it's really good because we've covered a lot of this stuff in the first 20-something episodes. But I think this author does a better job than me at explaining it uh, from Silicon Valley investor side of things and so i'm going to review that for you this is going to be a short episode friday and saturdays are not going to be the standard two to two and a half hours it'll just be a half hour or so but let's see how it works out if you guys like it then i will keep doing it if you don't listen then it's not really worth my time and we'll stick to the standard um, five days a week but i like being behind the microphone so if i can create more content for you stuff that's of value to you and you appreciate it then i will continue to do so so up on the uh up on the screen here for the video viewers we have um, the u.s sun it's the dash sun.com and this is an article here from today actually september 2nd again shared to me by op tweeter over on twitter there and it says two shots kroger introduces way to stop skip scanning at self-checkout 
It will give you a second chance to not get in trouble. Kroger has introduced a new way to stop patrons from skip scanning at self-checkout by giving customers a second chance to do the right thing. In recent months, dozens of supermarket employees have gone viral blasting shoppers who use self-checkout to steal. Remember I told you the days of stealing are over, folks. It says here, in August, a Walmart employee went viral after... She ripped customers with sticky fingers, revealing workers know when patrons steal at self-checkout even when they're not nearby. According to the National Retail Federation, retailers lost more than $60 billion in sales annually in 2019 due to theft and shoplifting. And self-checkout is a big contributor to that problem. So as you can see, they created the problem by forcing everyone into self-checkout by getting rid of all the cashiers and now they're gonna provoke the reaction which are gonna be the employees the people who are actually gonna be replaced well the cashiers were replaced with self-checkout and now the self-checkout attendees will be replaced with frictionless shopping so as this article goes down to stay now they, they created this reaction right which is viral videos of ten dollar an hour employees at stores standing up for walmart and kroger and the rest of them so this is what uh kroger has introduced but it's bigger than this this is just part of it so when a shopper skip scans a video pops up showing a top-down recording of the shopper trying to scan the item or not and asks if the person wants to try again or not after the second fail to scan the program secretly alerts an associate to intervene quote when somebody sees themselves on a video it's irrefutable that's exactly what happened we don't have to argue with it and people self-correct uh same as like self-censorship on twitter and i know that uh, legal man over at u.s law review is going through that with twitter right now i've lost several accounts mike moore has uh, lost a giant account and so you will self-correct we will train you we will teach you like a child don't come into our store and steal after we force you into a system that uh that uh, provokes people to steal so now they've got this uh, video system, but let's let's keep going here. It says, according to Tom uh, Arigi, Kroger's director of asset protection, 81% of the time, customers will self-correct after watching the video playback with no associate intervention needed. They slap you on the wrist. That's what they do. Quote, the overwhelm, uh, overwhelming majority of the time, this is somebody that is not intentionally trying to get away with the product he said meanwhile kroger has also rolled out here we go folks here we go so now they're watching you with the cameras they're going to play you a video yourself stealing and let you correct it but now we go even further into the fourth industrial era says right here meanwhile kroger has also rolled out its krogo cart option for customers that comes with a built-in camera patrons can put in their reusable grocery bags or buy some from the store before wandering around the aisles customers pick up and scan items before putting them into the cart shoppers can also weigh produce such as fruit and vegetables on the scales that are on the buggy now i did not go into a deep dive on this because at this point we've already seen 
into uh, NQTEL CIA-backed companies invested in this frictionless shopping. We've seen Israeli defense contractors invested and behind this type of stuff. So we're going to just jump over here to Kroger.com slash ways dash two dash shop slash krogo k-r-o-g-o and over here we can see krogo caper faster checkout less contact and on their website they go through the technology introducing a new and innovative way to shop at your local kroger krogo is a cart with a built-in scale and camera providing an easier shopping experience with less contact and faster checkout you see this is why I call uh, COVID land the high school theater drama, um, the great reset, because it reset us. So now, whether you believe it or not, we're all supposed to be fearful of other humans and contact with other humans. Humans have cooties. They have germs. I don't know how these people got through kindergarten with all the cooties that were floating around from those damn girls, damn girl cooties. And so now you're supposed to be afraid of cooties forever. And so you adopt and you accept this new frictionless, contactless technology that is being rolled out in the fourth industrial era. I mean, we are technically still in the fourth industrial revolution as these um, all of the, the new uh biotech companies the new genetic modification the nanobots the overuse of these quote-unquote vaccines uh ai uh mind twinning and everything so we're seeing that roll out we're in the revolution but really we have entered the fourth industrial era because all this stuff is coming into practice again this stuff was already created they're just rolling it out into the public now for adoption so it says right here shop and check out from your cart you can scan and bag right uh, from the cart as you shop, then pay for the cart and exit quickly through the self-checkout area. Now, I went over this in detail in an episode about Instacart and the frictionless shopping. So if you're interested in this, I've showed videos and everything else and really broke it down for you, and I used it as a teaching moment um, so that you could learn how to investigate companies behind this technology, investors behind this technology, governments behind this technology. But here, I just want to play the uh, little promo video for you off Kroger's website. Okay, and so what they're doing uh, is they're showing, uh, let me back this up because there's words on the screen, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn down the uh, volume on the music, and I will narrate it for you because they're not speaking. So, of course, you see a woman uh, coming into the store and grabbing the shopping cart, and she's, of course, wearing a mask. She has to be. She's afraid of contact, right? So she's got uh, a shopping cart, and it's basically got what looks like a cash register mounted to the top of it with a scale and it says right here bring your own reusable bags or purchase in store and of course she's setting up her bag in the cart place personal items in the front basket so you just place the items in the basket and then it shows scan your rewards card or enter your alternate id and so she's scanning her rewards card and then she's pushing the card around the store and she she, she, you see her picking up apples it says whey produce right on the cart 
And so you're touching the, the little touch screen. It's like an iPad, a tablet. And so she's weighing stuff and putting it in. She goes over. She walks by a lady in the floral apartment, of course, wearing a mask. And they wave to each other and squint with their eyes, which is the new way that you smile when you still wear a mask. And so it says, scan the barcode items to add to your cart. And this is exactly like the Israeli frictionless shopping company that we looked at in the episode I did on that technology. This is not like the one uh, like QT where you walk in and there's 3D cameras everywhere. Of course, they're using that technology now to catch you uh, stealing at the uh, at the self checkout. So now it says, like, if you change your mind and it shows her pulling an item out of the cart and then you actually have to manually remove any item quickly and you can do it easily uh, using the touchscreen and you put it back on the shelf, right? So basically you're rolling around the store with a self-checkout in your cart. It says easiest checkout ever. Then you go over to the self-checkout and you check out with your credit card right on your cart. And then you return the cart to the lobby when you're finished. I wonder how many people are going to try to steal these carts with computers attached to them. I mean, who knows? This is getting to be ridiculous. So that one is like the Israeli tech company again. You just roll around the store and basically you're doing the self-checkout while you're rolling around. So it's not saving you any time because you're still scanning each product. You still have to remove each product using the scanner. You still have to weigh all the vegetables. But again, folks, this is the technology coming into practice. You're seeing it be rolled out now. It's going to be interesting to see how many people adopt it. Because to me, it frankly seems like a nuisance. I, in fact, would not even using it uh, use it. And I use some technology knowing the dangers of it. Because sometimes I have to. Or I figure if everyone else is. Uh, and it's not like tracking my heart rate or anything. What the hell I'm going to do it. But... This one does not seem easy, just like the Israeli tech company, but folks, it's rolled out. They're now spying on you with cameras when you're at self-checkout, which they force you into, and now they're rolling around uh, computers mounted to the top of shopping carts, and you are going to become your own cashier. So welcome to the force industrial era. I am Klaus Schwab, and I'll be back after this short break. This is Dustin Gold on the Dustin Gold Standard, right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to Pain.tv. Join us at Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let's just jump right to the next story. I hope you enjoyed that segment. So Kroger, this huge grocery store chain, is rolling out frictionless shopping. Big surprise. Big surprise, big surprise. Uh, Maria Albanese, Mike Moore, myself, we've all been talking about this for the last couple of years, and now we're seeing it in practice. Now, let me give you an update here on uh, more wonderful tech here in the fourth industrial era. Yesterday, I did a segment on Robot Lawyer, do not pay.com. And this is a warning. This is a public service announcement. 
do not upload your legal problems to these people. You may not pay cash, but you will pay with your soul. This company is backed by Peter Thiel, as I showed you yesterday. Now, I made a comment yesterday, and I wanted to double-check last night because I was going to correct myself if I was wrong. I showed you this company, Robot Lawyer, which allows you to upload your legal problems and then go through and get advice and then basically file all your own lawsuits and fight your traffic tickets from their app. And we showed you the video of the founder of that company, and he said that he was backed by the Peter Thiel Fellowship, right? And so I brought you over to the Thiel Fellowship website, which I have up on the screen. And it's basically a two-year program. You get $100,000. And what it does is it you actually have to drop out of school, out of college, to go into this entrepreneurial program backed by Peter Thiel. And we showed you that, that, that Thiel puts the money behind this right here up on the screen, founded by technology and um, entrepreneur and investor Peter Thiel in 2011. The Thiel Fellowship is a two-year program for young people who want to build new things. And so I made a comment on the show yesterday, and I said, well, in my opinion, what's probably going on, because Peter Thiel, the technocrat, Peter Thiel, the government contract welfare queen, Peter Thiel, partner of CIA, uh, Peter Thiel, whose Palantir software, which was started with CIA money and is now partnered with the IRS to help track you down and uh, go through all of your financial transactions, social media posts, and phone records. Yeah, that's all true. I said that he probably is using something like this because he has no interest in helping you fight the bureaucracy or fight you know, the big corporations, because he is that. He is the bureaucracy and big corporations. And so the info he was collecting on you was probably going to be used to uh, help out one of his companies like Palantir. And remember, we saw with uh, AI Foundation and Lars Butler and Deepak Chopra offering to allow you to help Deepak Chopra train his deepfake Deepak Chopra by using his app, you're helping train it. And then you can actually go on AI Foundation and start building your own uh, mind twin. Or you could go on Metaphysic, which I showed you was backed by an investment company whose senior principal uh, was a former, former investor with the CIA. And so I brought that up and I said, you know, let me, let me just double check. If Peter Thiel's fellowship organization gives you a grant do you in fact have to turn over any kind of equity or control to him because deep in my heart i said to myself there's no way peter thiel is backing something like this for nothing and so i went over to the faq um, on the theofellowship.org and it says uh, there's questions on here do i need a team to apply do i need to drop out to accept the fellowship the answer to that is yes can i apply to the fellowship if i'm still in school yes though if you're selected you'll need to drop out in order to accept the fellowship do i need a pitch deck to apply how many fellows do you select and then it says right here how does that grant work 
It says fellows receive $100,000 spread out over two years. We do not take equity in your company. So I said, oh, I'm going to have to correct myself because if they're telling you they don't, and that's the furthest I can get in this research, then they don't. And I better not tell people that Peter Thiel is like behind do not pay in its current iteration uh, if they're not. But uh, because this is how I work, folks, I can't quit. I go over to VentureBeat.com. I had a good article on Business Insider, but now they want me to subscribe, uh, and I just don't want to. I don't want to do that. But uh, I found it on VentureBeat.com. It says, "Do not pays." That's the company we're talking about. Do not pays legal bots help consumers fight the system during lockdown. And here we go, folks, because there's always a wizard behind the curtain. No, it says right here to capitalize on the growth. The first part of the article talks about do not pay how many customers they have and such. I don't need to get into all of that with you, but it says right here to capitalize on this growth, do not pay. So this is after do not pay's founder worked under the field fellowship. And now his company is ready to go out and look for startup capital that's all part of what Thiel coaches you to do what does it say here do not pay today announced it has raised 12 million dollars at an 80 million dollar valuation in a series a round of funding led by existing investor uh kotu management the new york-based investment firm behind a number of notable startups including uber lift box and snap participants in the round include Andreessen Horowitz we'll get to that in a minute because we've talked about them before connected to other companies that we have analyzed but participants in uh, in the round include Andreessen Horowitz Peter Thiel's Founders Fund and uh, Felice's Ventures blah 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 so it says right here, this round takes Do Not Pay's total funding to more than $16 million. In the Business Insider piece, if I remember correctly, it said that Thiel had put in $4.7 million. So Peter Thiel owns a large chunk of Do Not Pay. He supplied the money for the incubator stage through the Thiel Fellowship. And so I stand I stand not corrected, folks. I stand correct. I stand correct. And so Peter Thiel is behind Do Not Pay. Plus, we now have an early investor here, a lead investor, Andreessen Horowitz, who we brought up before, who's Andreessen Horowitz. We go back to 2011 in this article on globalventuring.com and this is an article inqtel helps platfora raise 5.7 million and it says u.s based data software company platfora secured 5.7 million dollars of series a funding yesterday from inqtel the venture capital firm backed by the u.s central intelligence agency and venture capital firm andreessen horowitz and i've showed you other examples andreessen horowitz is regularly partnered with inqtel which is the CIA on a number of tech companies. So now you have a CIA partner, Andreessen Horowitz. You have Peter Thiel behind. Do not pay the robot lawyer. So I warn you again, this is a PSA. This is because I love you guys. I don't want to see anyone get flim-flammed. I am an actual consumer advocate 
folks, do not, do not upload data to do not pay.com. Do not give these people copies of your driver's license, copies of your social security card, copies of your traffic tickets. Uh, do not tell them about the fights that you're getting in with big corporations. Upload your um, airline tickets or any of that kind of stuff, folks. God only knows where this is going. Uh, Peter Thiel owns a significant chunk of Do Not Pay. From what I saw, he put in $4.7 million of the $16 million in early round, meaning he definitely has some kind of a board seat in this company. He is like their mentor. They came through the Thiel Foundation, uh, the Thiel Fellowship. So do not, do not, do not, in this fourth industrial era, do not upload your data to this company do not pay i'm telling you it's going to come back to bite you i don't know for sure it is my opinion that the data that goes into this goes to somebody and it could be used even for palantir and their contract with the irs who knows but remember as yuval noah harari has said to us many times that the data is gold in the future those who control the data will be the gods of the new era. And now I'm going to take a short commercial break as you think about the new era, about the fourth industrial revolution, and put a note down wherever you keep notes. Do not ever get tricked into donotpay.com. Don't do it, folks. When I come back, I'm going to break down transhumanism and posthumanism for you. It's an incredible article. And again, I'm going to try to get this author on as a guest. But folks, I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold, over here at the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. And uh, folks, let's jump right into this article. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do much talking outside of this today because I, I've got to get through this. This will help us with what we're going to get into next week. For those of you who need a little better understanding of transhumanism, and there's actually about a half dozen really good articles I found yesterday. Uh, as I wanted to start offering you guys some suggested uh, reading because I don't write a lot of articles. I could, but they take time. I'd rather talk about it, but some people don't have time to listen to a podcast or go to pain.tv slash gold and watch the video. So you can send these articles, dig them up for yourself and send them out to your friends. Eventually that will be over at the new website. Again, we're going to scrape the depths of the internet to find all of the best information and articles and white papers dealing with transhumanism and the technocracy. Uh, again, I've seen others, but I have not seen one as extensive as what I would like to build, folks. I want to kind of uh, 
I really want to work myself. I, I think I'm good at what we do over here, and I'm only getting better, and I want to put myself in a position to sort of be the foremost go-to guy on these subjects because I will dedicate the time, and I have been, into fully understanding it and being able to break it down, analyze it, dissect it for you, and then relay it in uh, sort of an entertaining layman's terms uh, style. And I'm still perfecting that. I will get better. But, folks, over here we are at unheard.com. That's U-N-H-E-R-D.com. And this is an article by Mark. I don't know if it's Pising or Pising. I'll know if I get to speak to him. And so the title is Silicon Valley Suicide Pill for Mankind. That's Silicon Valley Suicide Pill for Mankind. Last year... Startups in America attracted more than $60 billion in venture capital funding. Of this, $12 billion alone was artificial intelligence. Yet what, uh, yet what the men and women who, uh, and then it goes on here. And so this was written in December 2018, December 31st, 2018. Again, this was by Mark Pising, and it's on uh, unhurt.com. So, Let's just zip through that one more time uh, for you. Last year, startups in America attracted more than $60 billion in venture capital funding. Of this, $12 billion alone was for artificial intelligence. Yet what the men and women who want to transform our society believe in has largely escaped our attention. It's time we were told. And this guy does a fantastic job. He regularly writes about technology, culture, and the intersection between the two. And that's kind of what we're doing on this show. Uh, eventually getting into how to live one foot in and one foot outside of the matrix, which we've been setting up to um, talk about. Technology in the natural world, can it coexist? We're going to get into more of that as I further review Industrial Society and its Future, the 1995 paper that I started on, I think, in episode 10. So let's continue. It says Silicon Valley is famous for its technological innovation. It's less well known for being at the ideological cutting edge. Two new technology based ideologies that have been born in the valley are transhumanism and posthumanism. So, Two new technology-based ideologies that have been born in the valley are transhumanism and posthumanism. It is hard to understand one without the other, and the boundaries between these two still rather rough sets of beliefs are very blurred. It goes on to say transhumanism has been described by Francis Fukuyama as one of the greatest threats to the idea of humanity Uh, to the idea of human equality and says that transhumanists are, quote, just about the last group I'd like to see forever, end quote. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. My head isn't right. Quote, just about the last group I'd like to see live forever, end quote. So that's Francis Fukuyama. We'll get into him later. The author goes on to say, when I wrote about transhumanism for Wired back in 2014, many people thought I was a lunatic. Now, I have that Wired piece, and we're going to probably go over that tomorrow. 
because there's another article by another author, but it's long, and I'm going to have to dedicate one or two shows to that alone. That's really good. Uh, they don't take sides. They just explain all the players behind it. But this Wired piece is really good as well, so we're going to do that tomorrow because it's shorter. So when I wrote about transhumanism for Wired back in 2014, many people thought I was a lunatic. Then in the 2016 presidential election, Zoltan Istvan ran against Donald Trump as the transhumanist party's candidate. And this year, Mark O'Connell's book, To Be a Machine, won the Welcome Book Prize. And it goes on to say transhumanism has become one of the de facto ideologies of the Silicon Valley establishment in that it justifies the Valley's culture of move fast, break things, and make as much money as possible. And remember we showed you yesterday as we were beginning to analyze Peter Thiel back in 2011, but going back to 2006, he was donating to the Singularity um, Institute and the Singularity Summit and talking about how the singularity would either create a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that would blow up the world. And so it says right here, the Valley's culture, in quotes, is move fast, break things, and make as much money as possible. It has been shaped by science fiction, but the origins of transhumanism can be found as far back as the 1900s, or even earlier to the quest for immortality in the Epic of Gilgamesh and the search for the Fountain of Youth. I think we learned about the Fountain of Youth when I was a kid. But anyway, yes, it goes back uh, to the 1900s, and we will get into that eventually into the 1920s and 30s. Uh, there is a video piece that Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, sent to me, which came from 1975. It was a radio discussion on the technocracy. I'm trying to figure out the origins of it so that I can play it for you. The article goes on to say, the first transhumanist formally met at the University of California, Los Angeles in the early 1980s and quickly became the center of transhumanist thinking. Now, he says the first transhumanist formally met at the University of California, Los Angeles in the early 1980s and quickly became the center of transhumanist thinking. Now, I've seen stuff where they were meeting going back to the 20s and 30s in Canada and such. So that, I mean, maybe he's talking about the modern transhumanist movement. But uh, like the technocrats were meeting back in the 20s and 30s. And I think the technocracy, which is basically rule, sort of new world order, one world government ruled by the scientists and engineers, plays deeply into transhumanism. So I look at the beginnings of it sort of before the 1980s, but he doesn't get into that. So when he's talking about their first formal meeting in the 1980s, I'll accept that for now because I'm going to actually do some digging into that. He said, uh, it is now, uh, and now is a global movement with Italian Giuseppe Vatino, the first elected transhumanist member of the parliament. I've looked into that. True. Today, transhumanists count among their members influential figures such as futurist Raymond Kurzweil, who we've talked about in detail, in depth, Google's director of engineering, right, who is Ray Kurzweil. Then you have Elon Musk, founder of Tesla and SpaceX. We've covered him extensively. And Peter Thiel, founder of PayPal and the venture capitalist most people love to hate. Well, 
I hate him. Uh, and we just started we just started to delve into Peter Thiel, right? So I found this article because it came up in my research on Peter Thiel. So he's talking about these notable figures, Kurzweil, Musk, and Thiel, all of which this show has been covering. Uh, Oxford University's professor Nick Bostrom is co-co-founder of the World Transhumanist Association and author of the New York Times bestseller, Superintelligence, Paths, Dangers, Strategies, which has been recommended by the likes of Bill Gates. And I've talked about Gates on here. I've not gone into depth on Bill Gates yet uh, because a lot of people know about him. But after we get done with Thiel... I'll probably circle back around to Bill Gates because I'm starting to talk about technologies that he's invested in, and then we'll get a little bit into about, about what he's talked about over the years with nanobots in the bloodstream, basically what brings Ray Kurzweil's dream to life. Uh, the article goes on to say, if you haven't heard, uh, yet heard, transhumanism is a rather optimistic set of beliefs, a movement to liberate humanity clustered around the core idea that technology will take us beyond the physical and intellectual limitations of being human. Technologies like nanotechnology, synthetic biology, robotics, artificial intelligence, and digital brain emulation will transform what it means to be human. Transhumanism of a sort is implied in the sort uh, soft cell for self-driving cars, virtual reality, and any kind of artificial intelligence. And we've covered a lot of that, if not all of that, here. But as he's making the case that transhumanism is sort of this optimistic set of beliefs uh, in this movement to liberate humanity and clustered with this idea that technology will help humans grow out of like the current limit limited form that we're in today as you've seen Kurzweil and Musk and Dennis Bushnell and Peter Thiel and others talk about because we've been covering it right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. It goes on to say transhumanism, critics argue, has become one of the de facto ideologies of the Silicon Valley establishment in that it justifies the Valley's culture of, again, move fast, break things, and make as much money as possible because, quote, hey, what are we doing? Uh, what we are doing is liberating humanity, end quote. And as you've seen time and time again through Lars Butler of the AI Foundation and others, I told you they always make this sort of narrative. They create this narrative that they are helping humanity and don't worry, it's going to liberate humanity and come over here and make your AI. It's going to make your life better. You could hang out in your bed and eat a bowl of uh, chocolate sauce with some colored sprinkles uh, top with some dried uh, strawberries or whatever it is you want. You know, put a bunch of uh, Mike and Ikes on there. I don't know, Sour Patch Kids, whatever your thing is, and lay in bed all day. And then your mind twin will go to work because, heck, we love you and we are liberating humanity. Don't worry. We're liberating humanity. As Dennis Bushnell says, the human evolution of humans. Don't worry. We, the technocrats, the scientists and engineers, we, the transhumanists, are going to liberate humanity by hijacking, hacking, and pirating humanity itself to liberate it from itself. 
That's who these people are, psychopaths, folks. Let's go on. What is often left out of this explainer by those who want transhumanism to be taken seriously are the wackier elements. The belief that this transformation will occur through the actual physical fusion of technology and humanity by body modification and enhancements. So we are talking about the brain chip and such. We are talking about implants and such but as i pointed out to you as well the whole reason why this transgender movement has been promoted so heavily the last five or six years is because that's nothing more than body modification and enhancements it's plastic surgery it is uh, a mutilation of the genitals and of the chest and then they put you on hormones. So that is priming humans, priming an entire generation to accept the fact that you can be anything you want to be if you just go under the knife, if you just take drugs. And so that's where they're pushing us with this. Let's continue. Or the belief that the exponential growth of technology, as Ray Kurzweil's talk about, right, the exponential growth, Uh, Or the belief that the exponential growth of technology is taking us on a journey far beyond our understanding of what it is to be human today. To a point when, in a literal sense, we become post-human. And folks, after the break, post-break, I'm going to finish up this article. Don't go anywhere. This post-human stuff is mind-blowing. Trust me, it is. I learned a lot from this article. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, folks, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, as you know. As you know, I say it enough. And you're listening to us at uh, Pain. .tv, pain.tv. And folks, we're reviewing this article on transhumanism and posthumanism. I just want to give you sort of a, a wider view of what it is we're analyzing, dissecting, what we're battling, what we're up against. So let me just jump right back into this article because I want to finish this up for you. It says, or the belief that the Exponential growth of technology is taking us on a journey far beyond our understanding of what it is to be human today to a point when, in a literal sense, we become post-human. And the author goes on to say, our post-human self could be an immortal digital entity. Uh, Mind twins, I taught you about that. Our post-human self could be an immortal digital entity able to download its consciousness into a synthetic body of its choice on Earth or a robot exploring the moons of Jupiter. And that is what we showed you with Ray Kurzweil, that they believe they're going to put a Neuralink brain chip in their head, upload their consciousness, consciousness to AI Foundation, and then beam that down into either a biological body like 
something grown in a lab, like another human body is their biological body, their natural body breaks down, or into some sort of synthetic nanobot body, like an Iron Man suit, or into a robot exploring the moons of Jupiter, as the author points out, or into uh, into a... Uh, uh, horse saddle. I don't know. Pick anything crazy you want to be, right? We live in the world of you could be anything. There are no genders, folks. You can upload your consciousness into the, the head of a pen. I don't know. Anything you want in this world. It's America. That's the American dream. You, too, can be a Sharpie marker. Uh, it goes on to say it could mean that we alter our very biology to enhance our bodies or become a new species of post-human. Again, Ray Kurzweil, you know, talking about putting nanobots in his bloodstream. Other researchers have wondered if there is the need for an international treaty to save the endangered human. <laughs> save the endangered human, a human from the mad scientists, from these Frankenstein doctors. It goes on to say transhumanists call the almost mystical moment after which this fusion is possible the singularity and that's why i'm bringing this in here folks the singularity sort of this modern concept created by ray kurzweil that we now know peter thiel was donating to and speaking at their summit in full support of it it goes on to say then there is the belief in the inevitability of an ai takeover remember we showed you musk and the rest of them talking about it but they have to push that in order to develop more of it because they say you know the boogeyman china the boogeyman russia north korea they're developing ai and therefore we have to become the leaders in ai as i pointed out with the article by lars butler from 2016 where he said that we had to be the leaders in developing ai autonomous killer robots which we will get into on monday it goes on to say this is a set of beliefs often confusingly called post-humanism rather than thinking about beyond humanity this kind of post-humanism is more focused on the elimination of humanity and I frame that up to you several times as technocratic genocide. Genocide by these technocrats, by these transhumanists, and especially, obviously, by the posthumanists. The article goes on to say, it is a darker, more extreme, and pessimistic alternative to transhumanism. It shares many ideas with transhumanism, such as the exponential growth of technology and a belief in the singularity. And the exponential growth is when the technology keeps sort of reinventing itself, like in the movie The Matrix with the machines, to the point where they surpass humanity. And then the singularity is where sort of the humans and the, and the robots, the AI, have to merge. That's, that's what it is. But this is interesting because, like, again, this author wrote for Wired. This is like mainstream stuff read by Silicon Valley technocrats. Goes on to say, but it removes the human agency behind technological change and believes in the inevitability of the creation of a super intelligent AI that replaces us in a very deterministic way. According to this way of thinking, technology is evolving at an exponential rate driven by the constant need of capitalism to expand and 
it is inevitable that at some point along this curve, the technological singularity will occur. And when I we talk about the uh, constant need of capitalism to expand, I've talked to you about that on this show. From simple terms of sort of the Republicans and the Democrats in a traditional sense. And so the Democrats would always be expanding government and then you have to pay for government. Therefore, people have to work more to make money, to be taxed, to pay for the government. And the Republicans will come into your town and always say, we need more business. We need a bigger tax base. We need more growth. And so eventually everywhere will turn it into what is new york city you know skyscraper after skyscraper grates on the ground urine steam coming up and spraying all over you now that's what they want to turn everything into and then once these cities like nashville where i used to live become so overpopulated and they bring in a transplant mayor like one that we had who they brought in from uh, seattle or portland i believe and the next thing you know they say they want to ban cars and bring in trolleys There are these progressives that are actually regressing, but they want to bring in trolleys to cut back on traffic because now there's overpopulation. So they help overpopulate an area, then try to convince you how we need to cut back on the overpopulation. They always create the problem, provoke the reaction, offer the solution time and time again. Let's continue. This is the moment when humans create an artificial intelligence that surpasses the intellectual abilities of men and women, talking about the singularity. Even a genius like Stephen Hawking, uh, it would surpass even a genius like Hawking. It is the last machine that humans will ever make. With this level of intellectual firepower, the machine acquires the ability to not, uh, not only to reproduce itself, but also to improve itself. The resulting intelligence explosion leads to a runway cycle of self-improving AI that results in a powerful, super-intelligent computer that surpasses all human intelligence. Remember, I told you about Ray Kurzweil and taught you about his AI hive mind theory. That is basically where they suck all the knowledge and the memories and thoughts out of our heads, put them into one giant AI brain, and then beam that down into their robot suits. It all connects. Like these guys play gods, they want to be gods. You know, Yuval Harari believes that. God is within us all, but when I break him down behind pain.tv or on this other website soon, you'll see what he's really, really talking about. This has to go to um, this place to like sort of this spiritual, religious uh, aspect of these guys that I don't talk about publicly. Uh, Rather than physically fusing with this technology, the human era comes to an end in the Darwinian nightmare of the human race's replacement by a super intelligence that we ourselves have created. At best, we should just give a fatalistic shrug of our collective shoulders to our inevitable self-extermination. Remember, the human evolution of humans leads to the technocratic genocide. That's self-extermination. We are actively building our own genocide and all of us are contributing when we interact with our smartphones our computers smart devices ring cameras everything that's part of the internet of things uh, if we hook ourselves up to the internet of bodies if we work at companies where we're developing software and these type of technologies we are all contributing to our own extinction at worst 
it is a suicide pill. Since it is our evolutionary duty, believers argue to create the artificial intelligence that will replace us. Some post-humans would even go so far as to argue that it would be a cosmic tragedy if we stop this from happening. Cosmists, as their names suggest, are in the suicide pill camp. Computer scientist Hugo de Garris uh, argues that humanity must build these, quote, godlike super creatures, end quote, which they call artelex, even if it risks the destruction of the human species. The assumption behind this is that the life of ordinary humans, who they call Terrans is worth less than that of Artelex. I, 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 like, if this sounds crazy to you, it's because it's crazy. But let's continue. The author, I think, wraps it up nicely. Cosmists like Garrus have started to argue that the drive to create these new godlike creatures will lead to the first, quote, giga death war, end quote, a war that kills billions of people. Who knows? Maybe we're in that now. Uh, I mean, the transhumanists and the technocrats were the guys in charge of the jabs and the boosters and probably had a little something to do with releasing whatever COVID is if it wasn't the flu and it turns out to be more dangerous. Who knows if they cooked that up a mile away from me at Fort Detrick where when all this started and Trump said, China did it, the China virus, it's the China virus, unbelievable people, stupid people, China people, they built it in the Wuhan lab, so dumb, so dumb, Chinese people, tiny people, tiny people, but cute people, cute people, but tiny people, always look like they're squinting, squinting, staring at the fine print of a uh, Excel thermostat contract, maybe, I don't know, so unbelievable. And so China came back and said, no, you, you created the virus at Fort Detrick. And we later found out that Fort Detrick scientists were actually over at the Wuhan lab. We were helping fund the lab. Who knows? So these guys were in charge of this. Maybe the Giga Death War, where a war kills billions of people, is in full swing now. Maybe the Russia-Ukraine war that we're over there provoking is part of that. It continues, they believe that the war will start when ordinary humans try to prevent the creation of these super intelligent machines and that the only way to survive alongside these creatures is to become cyborgs, right? Elon Musk already said you're a cyborg. Dennis Bushnell said you're a cyborg because you interact with your smartphone daily. These crazy-sounding beliefs are not, of course, universally accepted by the technology community. And there are different versions of each. There are also transhumanists like Elon Musk and Nick Bostrom who are aware of the risks of such a process of technological information, uh, transformation. But as I showed you with Musk, he's a fork-tongued devil. He warns of the dangers while he's building the technology. Others argue that the singularity is already happening. And, and let me say it like this. It's like somebody who say, would say, guns are dangerous in the hands of children while they're handing their three-year-old a AR-15 with the trigger lock off. And they're just sitting there telling you, yeah, guns are dangerous in the hands of children. We should ban guns. We should have, you know, uh, we should get rid of the Second Amendment. Here, here, Billy. And they just hand them a machine gun. <laughs> 
actually they didn't just hand him the machine gun they were the guy in the blacksmith shop building in the gunsmith uh workshop building the gun itself before they handed it to them no that's what we're dealing with here you see how crazy that is you would say wow that guy's nuts well that's what i say about elon musk and others Others argue that the singularity is already happening. What matters is that there are transhumanists and posthumanists in positions to decide where investment goes in the valley and elsewhere, and I've explained that to you. I've explained to you that if Musk and Thiel and the rest of these people who work on behalf of the government with CIA money did not want this to occur, they just wouldn't make the investments in these companies, right? It goes on to say biohackers who try to alter their DNA at home or upgrade their own body with a neural interface may make the headline. But Peter Thiel has invested millions into biotechnology startups in search of a way to cheat death. I told you about his company, Ambrosia, named after the concoction the Greek gods drank. It allowed them to have immortality. Well, he's focusing on injecting young people's blood into old people, and we're going to cover that next week in the Peter Thiel breakdown. Then there is Neuralink, an American neurotechnology company founded by Elon Musk and eight others. It is reported to be developing implantable brain-computer cyborg-like interfaces that we see in sci-fi movies. It may even help humanity stay in control of artificial intelligence. We went over that in detail. This was written in 2019. A lot has come out since then, and we broke that all down for you. Quote, mind uploading, end quote, otherwise known as whole brain emulation, has attracted millions of dollars of investment from the billionaires of Silicon Valley and beyond. I showed you AR, uh, AI Foundation and Lars Butler and that Peter Thiel is behind that. I didn't do it for the fun of it. I did it to show you that this stuff is real. The mind uploading comes from Ray Kurzweil's dream. And so with the Neuralink brain chip, combined with the Mind Twin technology at AI Foundation, you have mind uploading. A leading venture capitalist told me that he is not worried about the AI research carried out in public and universities so much as the research that is going on in unregulated private laboratories. But that is not so true because the universities are generally funded by government grants, so they're building the technology on behalf of the governments, and then what they do is they generally send in uh, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, these big Uh, private sector guys and they come in and invest in or they take the technology very similar to you saw peter thiel through the thiel fellowship doing it with do not pay the robot lawyer so they come in they get these out of the universities the universities even have the ability to have patents on these and then they sell them to these quote-unquote private sector technocratic oligarchs who then take them out into the real world like bill gates and further develop them in what this person says is the unregulated private laboratories in the end so so essentially the university laboratories act as the incubator for a lot of these ideas remember i also showed you that the cia is actively recruiting mit graduates to come to the cia and then if they develop new technologies they get to own part of the patent and further profit beyond their government paycheck the article uh, finishes up with in the end we need to know what the researchers believe Because to a post-human, the things that matter to us today, such as the privacy of our data, the health of our democracy, and the survival of our local bookshop, can too easily be seen as an outdated, as all too human concepts. The question is, do you? And I want you to think about it.
as you go into, I don't know if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, but as you go into your weekend or you go into your Sunday, if you go to church, I'm not sure, uh, you do you, I want you to think about that question. You know, is privacy of our data, which I think that's over with, we lost that battle, there really never was a battle. The health of our democracy, I don't believe we have a democracy here, it was a constitutional republic, but that is lost. If you think your representatives represent you, then then you're just crazy. And the survival of the local bookshop, of which a lot of mom and pops were killed during COVID. And when the IRS starts coming after them using the technocrat, the transhumanist Peter Thiel's Palantir software started with CIA money, and they start trolling deep down and digging into your finances, into that bookshop's finances, and they use the tax code, and they use RICO, and they use civil asset forfeiture, and all of these other devices, these regulations and these laws and these pieces of technology that I reviewed on the interview with Halsey English, you will start to ask yourself, really, do we want all this to happen? Are these just human concepts? Are you willing to just go with the flow and follow Deepak Chopra into the land of nothingness, where we are just energy, where we are just piles of poop with a few human pieces of flesh connected to us? Because that is where the transhumanists and the posthumanists and the technocrats and the rest of these psychopathic technocratic oligarchs and their Frankenstein doctors and scientists who work for them want for the human race. They want us gone. They want us out of the way. They want to bring forward their technocratic genocide so they can rise as gods in the new era. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth industrial era i hope you are enjoying your stay because checkout may be sooner than any of you were willing to accept ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. <laughs> 